This is the Magic Convention Guide podcast for the 5th of February 2009. Hey, this is Jeff McBride. I'm looking forward to seeing all of my friends at the Blackpool Magic Convention. And I'm also going to be doing a lecture and a late night talk with Eugene Berger and three days of master classes. We're here with Jeff McBride, who's coming over to Blackpool Magic Convention later on this month. Thank you for your time, Jeff. Oh, it's a pleasure to uh, work with you. Make some magic here for your listeners. You're running a masterclass just before the uh, Blackpool Convention this year. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what that actual masterclass is for someone that maybe hasn't attended a masterclass before? Well, here in Las Vegas, our masterclasses uh, are anywhere from three to seven days long. And we work about eight to ten hours a day. working on technique, performance, costuming, character development, presentation, all the different skills that go into creating the performance of magic and also working with expert marketers and business consultants like my manager Tobias Beckwith on all of the business and marketing and uh, you know the, the, the skills that go into take that it takes to really be an effective performing artist in today's modern world. So we have a lot of students that come to our master classes uh, that are professionals, that are magic enthusiasts, magic hobbyists, writers, filmmakers, people that really want to deepen their understanding of magic. So we get a wide range of beginners, intermediate, all different levels. And Eugene Berger and I have worked out a, uh, a teaching method where it's kind of multi-tiered so we can work with different groups at different times. And the students, we keep the classes relatively small, about, about 12 people a class for the, for the three days or a week. And it's really um, an adventure in deepening people's understanding of magic. The students get a chance to perform if they like or if they can just watch, if they feel more comfortable just watching. And we learn from each other. Uh, the master class process comes from university conservatory. A master class would be a, um, a master teacher and some of their students would perform for a group assembled anywhere, you know, from a dozen to a hundred people. And the students would perform a piece, uh, maybe a piece of music on the piano. And then the teacher would come out and help with constructive feedback, giving the um, student tips on how to craft that performance piece better. And that's also fun and illuminating for the audience gathered. So what I'll be doing over at Blackpool, so I'll be doing three different master classes, uh, three days from 12 to 4. They're four-hour sessions. Uh, folks are planning to come to the master class. I think we're going to get in touch with Derek and yeah. uh, we're having the, uh, the classes the three days before the event so they don't conflict with the event. But some people like to get to town early. So people can take one day, two days, or all three days. And we're going to cover different material on all three days. Our master classes, you know, again, they're many days long and many hours long. So this will give students a sample that's, uh, you know, cost efficient. You know, the, the classes I think are $100 for the for each day, and you can take one day or all three days. And I think uh, the Blackpool, you know, club has put together a special convention package yeah. to um, to be able to make it really cost efficient. And it's a, a place where if you've if you've never been to an experience like this, it's not a workshop, it's not a seminar, it's not a marketing seminar, but it's a real hands-on you know, in-depth immersion learning experience. Because a lot of people that I speak to sort of say, yes, I'd love to do a masterclass with Jeff, but yeah, I'm, I'm not at the right level. I'm not, you know, a professional. And these masterclasses just aren't aimed at what you deem professional. 
professionals, like you said, it's hobbyists or anyone that's interested in magic, isn't it? Really, it is. Um, I think that's a misconception that people have. It's like we we teach mastery. You don't have to be a master if you would like to immerse yourself and get some uh, expert advice from people that have really, uh, you know, honed their craft and have a wide range of understanding on how to help students at all levels. You know, it, it's very interesting. You know, sometimes. You know, beginner's mind is uh, is, is, a, is a difficult state to obtain, but yet we have many people that have never been involved in magic show up at our classes, and they learn good routines, good techniques, good presentation skills, and in maybe exploring magic for six months, after the master class, they're entertaining at a level that's higher than somebody that's been in magic. Ten years that is like afraid to come to a master class because they're not good enough. So sometimes you know a little learning is a dangerous thing. Some people people psych themselves out of enrolling in a possible future for themselves because they're because they they have a sense of lack or they don't trust that it, it, that this experience would help them because they're not at a level. So we encourage people to consider. You know what would happen to them if they couldn't fail? If they could take any a trick or any routine and go out in front of an audience and succeed with it, we'd like to encourage our students to to enter our program uh, with with the beginner's mind of what could I do if I couldn't fail? Yeah, and that's where we start. Instead of oh, I can't do this because I'm not ready. This is how you get ready. To take your magic to the next level. Yeah, now you're you're very much involved in sort of new directions in magic, and always um, sort of uh, I suppose like pushing the envelope of, of how you perform, where you perform, and and things like that. Now you, you've done some new stuff recently with things like the Wonderground out in Vegas, haven't you? Right, and we're still continuing to do that on a monthly basis. We we've been doing them uh, different locations around town, but the Wonderground is a wonderful concept. Uh, like like you said, I, I'm always trying to create new contexts and create new marketplaces to experience magic. You know, started when we created the Mystery School nearly 20 years ago, no one was doing magic retreats. Everybody was doing magic convention. No one was doing, no one was doing seminars or multi-day, you know, magic intensives. And we, we kind of pioneered that. And as the years grew, we realized that there was a place, there was a, a place for a real adult nightclub magical experience here in Las Vegas that incorporated close-up magic, strolling magic, uh, stage magic, performance art, variety, experimental film, uh, and live artists, you know, doing paintings and sculptures in the place. And we have a live broadcast uh, from streetofcards.tv that was broadcasting the Wonderground globally. We had viewers tuning in to the Wonderground from all over the world. It was something that had never been done before, was you know a, a live interactive magic club that was streaming live you know globally. So the home viewers that would log on could get a, a sense of participation because all of the, the, the performers that would come in to the, um, the Wonderground, whether it be, you know, uh, Lance Burton or Chris Angel or Johnny Thompson or Aaron Crow or some of the other, you know, big names that would come in, Amazing Jonathan, Keith Berry, uh, you know, J Jerry McCambridge, they would 
come right up to the camera after they you know, they would perform and talk to the home viewers. <laughs> and the home view, yeah, and the home viewers that were around the world could ask them questions and interact with them. So we're really excited by that because we had more people globally watching us sometimes than we're in the nightclub. Yeah, which is, it, it's a very different thing for magic. I mean, it's incorporating, you know, the internet and different technology and stuff like that. I mean, where, right. do, you, where do you see magic going? Obviously, it's growing up. It's going into different areas. Where do you see it going in the future? Well, you know, there's, there's so many niche markets for magic right, right now and different levels of uh, participation and interest. And the, the baby boomer generation, because it's such a wide demographic globally, kind of shapes the trend because there's more viewers and more people participating. And, you know, I do one of the talks at uh, our classes about you know, the, being a magical child of the media age, being a baby boomer myself, we actually watched magicians in the media grow up, you know, about the same rate. When when I was like a rug rat, you had a kiddie show on TV called Magic Land of Alakazam, yeah. which was geared at kiddies. And then, and that was in the 60s, and in the 70s, you had like kind of like adolescent jeans and t-shirt magic, which was Henning. Yeah. And then he got kind of, you know, surpassed, or the next trend was kind of the high school boy meets girl, which was David Copperfield. Uh. Right around the time we were all teenagers, he was doing the boy meets girl kind of vignettes. Yes. And then you have, you know, Penn and Teller come along, and they're like the college frat boys. And while the baby boomers are going through college, they're resonating with Penn and Teller. And then Ricky Jay comes along, and he's the, like the post-grad student. And the baby boomers grow up, and they watch kind of this magic professor. And then this next whole generation of magicians, you know, starts to come up. The baby boomers start having kids and teenagers. Their kids start watching David Blaine. Yep. And there's this rise of street magic. And then with the advent of the, the Internet, now there's all of these portals of entry that uh, these websites and magic shops that kids can, you know, see a TV show, Google magic, and bang, they're at a point of entry to a magic club, some magic website. So you have, you know, you know, folks that are into cards, you know, and they're on, you know, websites like Technique or Theory 11, and you have people that are just kind of getting into it, you know, so they're, they're on the illusionist website, and then there's more and more refined sites. The more you get deeper into magic or find out what your specialty is, if you like mental magic, you'll join, a me you know, you'll do yeah. these social networks of online communities that focus specifically on that brand of magic, that current of magic. And our magic and mystery school, you know, our future is to kind of be the place where it's really filled with teachers that are experienced at all levels of magic, so it's a point of entry for beginners and professionals, people that are working on competition acts. But the future is these, these interactive online communities that also meet up in lifetime. And the Wonderground was one of those places. I think that's where it's going to go. It's like, here is this virtual nightclub where people can go and immerse themselves in interactive magic and then fly into Vegas and participate at the Mystery School. And then we take the Mystery School students to the Wonderground that night where they get to perform or do strolling close-up magic in our nightclub environment. We get to watch them and you know give them feedback the next day. And also, their friends and social networks can watch them live around the world. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like full circle, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So we have, 
you know, let's say an in, uh, a student from the UK flies over to uh, Vegas to take a seven-day master class. And we, we have a lot, a lot of folks from the UK that, that come over here and do that. They come to the nightclub and they can get all of their fans and friends tuned into the nightclub and see them performing in Vegas. Isn't that wild? I mean, that sort of that sort of ability is great. I mean, I think the internet has really sort of opened up, um, you know, access for a lot of people that wouldn't wouldn't perform normally to be able to perform and kind of build on it, like you said, um, and just see other people performing. You've done quite a lot of TV work as well, haven't you? And you've done uh, the last, the last, the last couple of years, especially. I've been two, two magic series, Celebrity Cadaver, which I don't know if showing over there, which is a VH1 MTV, you know, reality show. But it was, yeah, it was a, you know, a, a reality show, and Max Maven and I were the judges, and there was, you know, celebrities, you know, competing, learning magic, and all the different uh, modalities of magic: close-up magic, parlor magic, uh, strolling magic, stage illusion, escapes. And every week, one person would be voted off the show, and it went down to kind of a battle head-to-head, uh, you know, on Las Vegas in Las Vegas with the the two finalists doing you know full-on illusion shows. It was shocking how quickly uh, these folks could learn the magic, and it was due to their you know extensive uh, performing theatrical and film skills that they were able to pull off the presentation part. Uh, and some of them did some really technically demanding magic. It was extraordinary. Uh, so Celebra Cadabra. Anybody from the UK can, you know, get online and go to VH1 and watch all the episodes for free. <laughs> you know, that's that's the wonderful thing about the, the internet is that it's liberating so much information, especially magic, uh, you know, footage. You know, you can see, you know, all of these great performers. I was on streetofcards.tv the other night, and they have an incredible backlog of, and library archive of all of these wonderful magic films that you can see on demand for free. And while you're, want, and while you're watching them, you can also you know, chat with your magic friends around the world. Yeah, I, I, I've been through that site, and they have got some you know, fantastic stuff that really you wouldn't be able to see anywhere else, because it's, you know, it's old footage, it's new footage, it's, it's footage that um, you, know, you wouldn't necessarily be exposed to, a lot of you know, Asian, um, Japanese stuff as well. Yeah, that's right. The, the, the next thing about, uh, you know, Street of Cards is that it's not an exposure site. It's a magic fan site. And there's a lot of people that are just magic fans that are, you know, that are viewers and participating in the online community because we, we have other sites where we can talk about the secrets and share. But this is a magic fan site, so it's a great place to, for me to interact with my fans. And then I can step into a cam chat and, you know, mentor a student if I want, you know, and help them with their magic. So it's really the Internet podcast, people blogging, sharing information is really, you know, it's, it's making magic much more accessible. Uh, at the same time, much more confusing because there's so much information. Yes. <laughs> and one of the things that Eugene and I and the folks here at the school has helped filter the good information from the junk information. Yeah. Well, you've mentioned Eugene Berger a, a few times now. I mean, yeah. do you always work with Eugene? I, I, have you got any Yes, I always work with Eugene. Most of the master, almost every master class, we, Eugene takes part in here in Vegas. Eugene will be dropping in, I think, to the master class uh, in uh, Blackpool yep. as well, because we're going to both be over at Blackpool together. And uh, Eugene, you know, is a ma- major contributor to the art of magic, and he especially helps here at the school with helping the students craft their presentation styles and their scripting to make their to make their presentations very polished. Also, one of uh, Eugene's brilliant areas, uh, you know, where he just shines, is creating presentations around very simple 
magic effects. Yeah. Taking something that is very uh, technically elegant and simple to do and creating a powerful presentation around it. You know, it's wonderful to watch some of these beginners that come to our master class that have absolutely no previous skill at performing magic. And then Eugene teaching a few of these kind of no slight magic experiences that they can share immediately. And the next day they come back and they say, oh my gosh, I, you know, I tried this on three people. It was amazing. And I wasn't nervous because I, the technique was so easy. Yeah. So it's more about the, the entertainment value, the performance of it. Entertainment, than... the presentation, and also selecting material that's within your skill range. I think what happens early on, and we see this happen over and over again, is that people get nervous when they're performing magic that's beyond their skill level instead of creating a presentation around a very simple technique. A lot of people want to come and do very complex card and coin stuff and they're not ready to perform that. Mm. They should be practicing it, but actually getting experience performing magic that is easier to do. And that's where we can help. Now you've also been nominated for the uh, Academy of Magical Arts Lecturer of the Year as well. I, I certainly have. <laughs> A lot of people seem to know about this. I just I just got no, notified with it the other day. I was out on tour. Yeah, a couple of years ago, they gave me the Magician of the Year, which is the the, the big award. Yeah. So I'm not not really eligible for for any other awards other than Lecturer of the Year. So that's wonderful. I'm oh. very happy. I hope <laughs> I win. It's great. Both for me. <laughs> uh, are we going to see you lecture at some? Um, because I know you have an audience with on the Sunday. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm going to be doing lots of stuff in Blackpool. That's what I, I love to do. I'm going to be doing. I am going to be doing a lecture. Uh, with some new close-up parlor and stage magic because I know my audience and it's a very you know cross-section so I'm going to be doing some some of the stuff from my new three DVD uh, set magic at the edge which was filmed at the burning man art festival one of the edgiest and ex most extraordinary places on the planet earth to perform magic and I'll be doing some uh, some some stage magic too, some stage and parlor magic with uh, simple simple props that most people have already so, uh, you know, I love lecturing. I lectured at uh, Blackpool at that great Spanish room or whatever it is where they <laughs> hold the lectures. What a, what a crazy place that is. Yep. So, the one, man, I am so glad that Blackpool exists. It's like, you know, from another planet, that place. Well, well I was going to say, I mean, uh, Blackpool is the world's biggest magic convention. I think Derek gets about 3,500 people turn up. It's amazing. It's the biggest magic convention in the world. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what, what brings you to... To, to Blackpool, why do you come to Blackpool? You know, if, if there is anyone out there that hasn't come to Blackpool Magic Convention before, what what would you say to, the, to entice them along? It's you know, it's a combination of the environment, the architecture of those winter gardens and the huge Blackpool complex, which is otherworldly and, and spectacular, and it has this kind of bizarre old world charm to it. Um, it, it's also contrasted with the very kind of bleak weather which pulls everybody inside for the warmth of the camaraderie with all of your friends and by going to this one convention you can practically see everybody that's you know on the magic scene in one place and you know in, in a couple of days I'm so glad they made it more than one day I mean it must have been insane when they were trying to do Blackpool for just one day. I mean, that was off the hook. I mean, I couldn't imagine just all those people showing up there for one day. Because it takes you one day to just get acclimated. 
but I've been hearing the legend of Blackpool for so many years before you know I had the opportunity. My my schedule is very demanding here in yeah. Las Vegas, and my touring schedule, so I I have to plan like years ahead for something like this. So again, this is you know I haven't been to Blackpool in years. The last time I was there, I had a great time doing it. This year, I'm going to come back and do some new stuff and new lecture, and new master classes, and then we have a midnight talk with Eugene as well. I was going to mention that there's a there's a an audience with Eugene as well at midnight, so that will be worth going to as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, you know Eugene's late night talks are just awesome, and we're going to be doing it together, and we really play off each other, you know, <laughs> quite well because we've been doing it for so long. Now you're also going to be having a dealer stand as well, which will be the ideal opportunity for anyone to buy the um, Magic at the Edge DVD. I'm going to be sending some over. I'm actually uh, Abby posted some today to Kenny from Carno Magic. We're going to be over, and Kenny's going to be Kenny and Angie from Carno Magic host our. Uh, master classes in Cornwall, mm-hmm. and they're going to be doing the uh, holding down the hospitality booth. Then Eugene and I will be there uh, to, you know, sign sign posters and photographs and take pictures and and, and just share magic with and with with all of our magician friends. We're there. We're really there to kind of host uh, our mystery school booth with with Kenny there, and that's a place where we'll kind of anchor in to be accessible, to meet all of our friends and fans and, and magicians from all over the world. So if anyone wants to come and have a quick chat with you and talk about stuff and... Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, we will be there some of the time. Again, we have a lot of different activities. So, you know, one of the days I'll probably be at the theater teching all day for the shows. And one of the days I'll be getting ready for my lecture and the late night talk. But, you know, there is a good chance that we'll be over there near Kierno Magic. So look for the Kierno McBride Magic Mystery School. That's where we'll be. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit more about what you've got coming up. And also, if people want to find out more information about what you're up to, um, where you're performing, things like that, where can they get that information from? Um, got some new DVDs coming out. Got a new couple of new websites coming out pretty soon. Um, also... We have a, an inspirational newsletter that uh, magic and philosophy and psychology and brain science and all different topics we cover uh, called McBride's Newsletter. And you can go to my website and sign up for that. And this keeps us uh, in touch with people that we meet on the road, our friends and fans, lets you know our tour schedule when we'll be in your area. And we also try to inspire creativity and transformation of people with some of the writings and that's free also another free uh magazine kind of it's in a blog format now is the secret arts journal which you can get by going to my website to the magical wisdom magic school part of my website which is called the secret arts journal which is essays information props resources all free uh, and the writers are some of the brightest names in, in magic and literature, um, Eugene Berger, Bob Neal, Larry Haas, George Parker from the Netherlands, uh, and many of the other magic and mystery school students and faculty. They contribute to the Secret Arts Journal, and that's another free resource where you can get lots of information on portable lighting, backdrops, sound systems, things that will enhance your show and help, help you take it to the next level. One of the um, things that we do here at the classes is we encourage students to take the practical lessons that we teach them, go out and do some research and then write a paper on it, whether it be, oh, staged tables, trunks to transport your show, and real practical information that people need. Where do you get the best magic trunks? Where do you get the, the best portable sound system and microphone? 
and then they contribute back to the Secret Arts Journal for all of the other magicians around the world that may have questions on how to refine their presentations and make their act better. So we're we're trying to be give something back to magic yeah. with the with the newsletter, with the Secret Arts Journal, with a lot of our writings and teachings. We have a lot of free downloads about the magic school. We have a online study program at the Magic Mystery School, so if you can't get here, you can get the, the videos and some specific lessons and interviews from the Magic and Mystery School faculty. And Tobias Beckwith has a business lecture that's a free download. So again, you know, it's a lot about creating gifts, generating magical gifts to, to pass them and give back a little bit more to the magic community because it's been so good for us. And that's one of the reasons why I love to teach, and I'm looking so much forward to coming to Blackpool to the to the master classes. And we are very much looking forward to having you in Blackpool as well. Well, if folks want more information on that, they can get it from Derek Lever. Just email him when you go to the Blackpool website and say, "Hey, I want to take Jeff's class, one, two, or three days." Okay, thank you very, very much, Jeff. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and I'm sure I'll see you in Blackpool. Now, as Jeff mentioned, the secret session masterclass will be held at the new Blackpool Magicians Theatre Club on the 17th the 18th and the 19th of February 2009. Now this takes place just before the actual convention that takes place on the 20th, 21st and 22nd of February. Attendees have the option to book all three days or separate individual days if you want. Now full details can be found on the Blackpool's Magicians Club site. You can get to that by clicking on the banner at the top of the screen or from the links in this post. If you need further information, availability, or actually book yourself on the exclusive masterclass, contact Arthur Casson by email at arthurcasson at aol.com. Again, all the information is on the Blackpool Magicians Club site. The convention itself takes place on the 20th, 21st, and 22nd of February. You can also check out all the information we have on the left-hand side. Just click on the in-depth Blackpool Magicians Convention 2009. You will also see in our guides that we've now actually added an interactive map. This shows you the main area for the convention. The Winter Gardens where all the events take place is marked on the middle of the map. You have the Headquarters Hotel marked and we put in a lot of places to eat, cash machines, uh, local places to shop, get sandwiches, things like that. So we do hope you find that useful for this year to help you navigate around Blackpool. Now again, all of this information is available on our website, which is www.magicconventionguide.com. And of course, the main Blackpool Magicians Club site is www.blackpoolmagic.com.